Welcome to the Start to Be Great podcast. I'm your co-host, Kimmy. And I'm Anna. And if you are like us and sick of using fear as an excuse to not truly live your life, then you're in the right spot. We are here to tell you that you do not have to be great to start something, but you do have to start to be great. So we're going to get right into it. Today, we're going to talk. You read the you read the name of it, FUBAR. Why is the world so fucked up? That's what we're going to discuss. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, what was it? Was it this morning or yesterday? And I was like, Kimmy, uh, we got to do the fucked up one because I am ready because yeah. I'm about to burst. <laughs> I said, I too feel the world is <laughs> fucked up. So let's talk about it. Um, yeah, so obviously, like, there's so many things. And this might end up being like a multiple uh, <laughs> <laughs> multiple episode one later on that we touch on again. But uh, yeah. there's a couple things we want to talk about. In regards to how the world is right now and how we each can make an impact and change ourselves and then change our community and our families and our circles to make the world better. Yes. So uh, what we were talking about was, you know, kind of just figuring out if, like, do you have a purpose? Like, what is your purpose? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were saying something about, like, making an impact yeah, like in a, in a I mainly wanted to talk about if you had principles and if people would adopt them, how do you think that would make the world a better place? That's mainly like what I wanted to talk about. Okay. I mean, I have, I have a lot of principles. I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm like a, if you don't stand for something, you're, you'll you fall for, for nothing. A, yeah, you'll fall yeah. for anything or yeah, you stand for nothing. Um, I'm very, very black and white in my beliefs. Yes. Um, so much so that people probably get annoyed by me. Uh, at yeah. some point, but I don't really give a shit. That's that's just the truth of that. Um, but uh, right now, I you know, my dog's name is America. All right, I'm, she's nine. I have been like a gung ho America freak. Yeah. Since forever, like people just know, like people still to this day that don't know me like mm-hmm. that well anymore, will like send me an American flag something and be like, oh, you know, you love this, yeah. and it's like. I love that that is what makes people think of me. Yeah. Like, that makes me fucking stoked. That's awesome. I know. Because <laughs> I, I think that patriotism in America <laughs> has suffered it's, greatly, it's especially terrible. in the last 10 years. Well, yeah, they're making uh, types. Okay, so the Don't Tread on Me flag is on the FBI terror list, terrorist list right now. Mm. So is the Betsy Ross flag. The one that was hanging over Joe Biden as he was sworn in to be the president two years ago. Oh, man. (laughs) One of the fun things that Kimmy and I have learned in hanging out. So there's a little age gap here, a little, like, you know, veterans. Maybe I pay a little more attention to things Mm because of that, too. But um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was how important it is to kind of be aware of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we were talking about this because I... I, I recognize it. I call it, I choose ignorance, honestly. Like I, like I get so frustrated and I get so emotional when I listen to the news, when I hear what's going on. Like I just get so, like there's so much shit thrown in our face all the time that's not good. It's like that's bad, they, bad, 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 bad. That's what they want bad. you to do. They want your emotions. Yeah, exactly. And I, I pride myself in being a very positive person. I want to be happy and I want to be a positive light. And I'm, I'm just a asshole with optimism basically <laughs> right and so when i read the news or when i when i stay informed like you should be i get very 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 <laughs> not okay and so i just choose that i don't and so she'll tell me things that are going on and i was like oh shit and it's like that's not a good that, that's not a good thing i do not recommend that even slightly and so i'm trying to get better 
Um, so tell us, tell us what your thoughts on that are. I mean, yeah, we're not going to go balls deep in uh, politics tonight, but mm-hmm. um, I think that because I have been there where like I get absorbed in it, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't, I don't watch mainstream news. If I watch it, it's to see what the mainstream media is pushing onto society, mm-hmm. and like. It's it's all propaganda, so I'm just curious as to seeing like what they're telling everybody, because um, then it makes more sense when you have all these people responding a certain way. Um, well, they're being told yeah, the that's what to do. Given and so, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's hard to like have a, a happy medium, and the way that I solve that is I focus on what I can and cannot control. Yeah, I cannot control a lot. But I can control what I do. Mm-hmm. I can control who I spend my time with, what things I put into my brain, how I impact my community. I can control my business. Mm-hmm. I can control the products that I buy and making sure that they support American companies. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I can control. And I can make sure that I'm strong and that I'm prepared for whatever happens. Mm-hmm. So those are things that I'm paying attention to. I'm learning the things that I may need to know if, should, if and when shit hits the fan. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like the way that I've found, um, to balance it. Cause otherwise you're going to lose your mind. Cause you can't be like, you can't be angry all the time. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like part of the whole, um, last couple of years, I'm not going to say the word, mm-hmm. but part of the last couple of years, um, I think it's like a really big science experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about like our ancestors and the stress response that like the fight or flight that we like should get in as humans, like to hunt and kill your food or to like run from someone who's trying to come after you and kill you. Like mm-hmm. it's a short burst of adrenaline and stress that your body's put under mm-hmm. and, and then you get back to normal Yeah, and your hormones and everything fluct- it balances out. And, homeostasis. Yes. Homeostasis. Thank you. Uh, how (laughs) when was the last time anyone's felt any bit of homeostasis in the last couple of years Mm -hmm. like honestly like a lot of people just haven't they're constantly no especially if you watch the news or you're paying attention um i hate this word but i'm going to use it it's triggered yeah like so many people are triggered by so many things now and i think as a collective as a community as a collective we went through like a major trauma through these last two years like i think just being forced to, I don't know how to say this. Just say it. I just like, I, (laughs) we're not here to make new friends. We got each other. I just think it's, I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Yes. What, 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 how we responded was new because it was something new, but I think that there was so much behind it that we aren't talking about. Oh yeah. And I just, I think that humans weren't meant to stay inside. Humans weren't no. meant to be isolated like that. Humans weren't meant to do what they forced us to do. There's a reason why isolation in prison is the worst thing you can do to a human. Mm-hmm. And like prisoners of war, like that are iso- like those people were fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's it's intentionally done. Like yeah. vitamin D, we need sunshine. We need the outdoors, yeah. nature. We are gregarious as a species. Yeah. We are meant to be around other humans. Yeah. So... I think uh, I definitely it's so weird because we rely, I mean, we are using uh, two sources of social media or like TikTok. <laughs> you know, we have a we have a laptop, we have a microphone, we have a camera, we have another phone right here. Um, 
we use it for everything. You're wearing a smartwatch, you yeah. know, like it's hard to not involve it in your life, but you can't completely rely on it because then you will be completely useless. Yeah. Because, um, you know, uh, what if the power goes no, down? No, I, I have a story actually for this. <laughs> so I screwed. went through, I went through a minor crisis because I uh, was, I was driving home sometime when I lived in Florida, I was driving home. I was far away from home and I didn't know where I was. And for some reason, the satellite was like down or something. So yeah. I was not only running out of diesel, so I was trying to find a place to go, but all of their systems were down. So I mm -hmm. couldn't pay for the diesel because like I didn't have cash on me. Right. I only had my debit card and nobody's debit card like systems yeah. were working. So I couldn't afford, like I couldn't yeah. buy, I kept driving to another place to get gas, but they couldn't take my money. So they wouldn't give me gas. And so I was like, oh my God. So I finally found a place where their system worked for some reason. So mm -hmm. I, I got diesel fuel, but then I got on my phone, which I was using for GPS to get home. Cause I was like two hours from home mm -hmm. and it wasn't working. And for some reason, my calls weren't going through nothing. I couldn't call anybody. I didn't have maps. I was like, I don't even know how to read signs to get back to the interstate to even find even like a semblance of on my way home. Yeah. I was like, what do I look at the fucking stars? Am I like North starring Sacagawea shit? Like this is stupid. <laughs> I was, I felt so helpless. And for, for, I got a hold of my dad for slightly, like it was in and out for 30 seconds. I was like, dude, I'm lost. Track me. Like I, I'm, I am lost. And then he would cut out and then I would have a full on another mental breakdown. I'm like, I I am literally going to die because I don't know how to do normal shit. Such a mess. I was, oh my God. I, and I, from that day, like I literally like wrote in my, like a journal entry after this about like how I was just so not okay, not having my tools. Yeah. And, but those tools can go out at any moment. So yeah. like, it, I don't know. I couldn't deal with it. It made me so uncomfortable. I literally couldn't deal with it. So what'd you learn from it? I learned... Nothing because I still don't know how to read maps. It's fine. Do you carry cash on you? I do always. Okay. I always have cash That's on me. That's a now. lesson. Cash. I did. Um, maybe generalized maps for your state in your glove box. Yeah. Like five dollars or something. Yeah. They're, maybe they're more expensive nowadays, but. Um, that would be a good thing to invest in. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Throw that in the glove box. Yeah, that's 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 not good. think about until that's you. That's good need. advice. Thanks, mom. And always have a weapon. Oh yeah, I had, I had that, but I just man, <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't even know if like somebody would even know that I was missing. You know, it was I was in some random swamp area of Florida. Okay, okay. I was like gator bait. Like it was, <laughs> it was a rough time. Yeah, yeah. but we made it through. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm not. You know, proud. um, yeah, I think that uh, it's good that that happened to you because it's kind of like a realization of yeah. like, hey, like I will be screwed without yeah. these things. Um, Everything's a lesson for sure. My biggest concern uh, if like power goes out for a serious long time is all of my main food, like my meat will be spoiled because I have freezer meat. Mm -hmm. Um so like I have like food storage food and I have water for a long time. Don't try and come and take it because I'll shoot your ass. But um, <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, like I don't I don't own this house, so like I don't have a generator and like I don't have you know yeah any yeah. I have to like learn how to like just like you can like dig a hole so far in the ground that like the meat will stay cold. <laughs> I don't, there's a lot of like survival stuff. We're going I, doomsday now. No, no, no. It's not doomsday, <laughs> but like the the media just within the last week is they are 
putting it out there. So basically like what I've witnessed is what they say that they are like worried about is like what tends to like happen. So it's like they're foreshadowing it. Like they already know that it's coming. It's like they're trying to control the, I mean, if you know anything about like psychology and sociology, like how humans behave and interact, like you can kind of predict based on so many actions, what their outcomes are going to be. Mm-hmm. And so they're calling for like a civil war. Not that I think that that is um, happening soon, but they want it to probably. And like, yeah, it's kind of fucking. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think about. <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to be a doomsdayer, but I would rather be prepared than not. But yeah. the, the bigger part of it is now that we like, let's crawl back out of this fucking mm-hmm. wormhole. Cause if anybody has like, been on the internet lately you can get sucked in easy deep um the thing that we really wanted to talk about was focusing on the things that you can control and like being involved um you know now that school started up again like one of the things i want to do um is i want to go to the school board meetings um this year and because i want to be aware of what they're talking about mm-hmm. um You've seen a lot of like fucked up things that teachers, even in Texas, are doing um, that's super inappropriate. Now, I'm lucky, like, my kid's old enough that she knows to like not follow the bullshit, but also, like, I don't know how ballsy she'd be to stand up to like one or two teachers. I don't know what you're referencing. Um, there is just audio that I heard that a teacher was like um, telling students that you can't call them pedophiles, you have to call them minor attracted people. And that it's okay, they can't help it that they want to have sex with five-year-olds. We're trying not to offend pedophiles now? Apparently. It's probably because she is a pedophile. But that was uh, supposedly in like El Paso, Texas. Interesting. Yeah, and it was like a, I think it was an older kid, so it was like a high school maybe. But like, there's just weird stuff. Um, Weird stuff happening all over. Yeah. All over, like with the kids. And um, I just want to be involved in the school board and, you know speaking of schools yeah we can talk about like education um education as a whole foobar right why are we so fucked up so tell us what you learned last week (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm just i don't even know how to start so i want to i want to give you some background my mom's a teacher i highly respect teachers i highly respect the education system but what i Okay. okay i think we're good here so your mom's a teacher yeah so my mom's a teacher I highly respect the education system. I highly respect teachers. I just want to preface that. I'm about to talk shit about the education system though. (laughs) Because, so I realized, so I met with my financial advisor yesterday, not yesterday, last week. Mm -hmm. And I realized just how behind I feel. Like I'm, it's really good. You know, I've been reading, I I read, you had me read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which put me through a a similar crisis of just realizing how much I don't know. You know, it's just, if you're not taught it, you don't know it. And so I don't think that, I was even, it was even mentioned in my schooling, no. um, anything about what you need to do financial wise, that being setting up an IRA, that being, you know, caring about retirement, like setting up stocks and bonds, setting up anything that you would need to know to have investments type shit. Why would they not teach you that? I, mm, that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> um, they don't give a shit. They you. don't give a shit. And they, no. Um, if you could retire 20 years in, would you make a good worker? That's a good question. No, they want you to work a lot longer because they want you to just work your whole life away. Yeah. So, so I you don't think, know how to save your money. <laughs> I think you go to school to learn how to be a member of society that they want you to be. 
like we literally we went to a uh, speaker this past weekend mm -hmm. and he was saying um it was with jesse elder and mm -hmm. he was saying um even from the beginning of school you raise your hand to ask to urinate like what the fuck that is a natural bodily function but you have to raise your hand and ask permission to do yeah. it so you're taught how to be a person and how to be controlled honestly and i think you're taught wonderful things in school i think a lot of what you learn is necessary and i uh understand that there are strict regulations on teachers that they have to make a certain they have to they're told what they what they're taught yeah, what they 100%. have to teach for that year because it's all about standardized testing it's all about learning if you can be a student it's not learning stuff that you actually should be knowing for the future in yeah. my opinion it's not real life stuff. Like, why was I not taught financial stuff? Why are we not taught, health. like, health? Actual health? Oh, my God. Don't get me started about the lack of nutrition education in America. How about you, doctors? You are... Why don't doctors know <laughs> anything about nutrition? You, the only thing you know about nutrition is what your parents taught you. So if your parents are teaching you what they learned... I, I talked about this in, in the last one. But the fact that, like, you are only taught what your parents know. My mom says peanut butter is a source of protein. I'm going to keep saying this, mom. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Peanut butter is not a source of protein. It is a source of fat that yeah. contains protein. Yeah. And it's just, just so much. There are no habits that are taught in anything nutrition wise. That is why we are obese as a country. Yeah. Like the FDA is not doing shit to regulate what's in our food. And yeah. if you don't know about food or if you just don't care about food, like it, it's like you're, there's just lack of education on nutrition as a whole topic. Yeah. But, but alas, I will move on. You <laughs> Just... know what? Before, you, before we leave the food, um, you know what's funny is when I went to Croatia uh, in 2017, I think, I had pizza there and it was amazing. Croatia, mm -hmm. if you don't know, is across the water from Italy. So it's, it's across from the heel. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like... Very, very good pizza. Mm -hmm. And when I say this, I really mean it. It was, it felt and tasted healthy. Mm -hmm. And you're like, pizza's not healthy. And I'm like, you're right. But the, the ingredients were simple mm -hmm. and they were grown. I could tell by mm -hmm. the, like every bite and how I felt. It was incredible. Yeah. And I was like, man, imagine if we had that all the time, we could eat pizza all the time and not like have it be like this disgusting you know, junk yeah. thing, greasy food that and, we get. And now food is all about mass production, right? It, they, they don't care what hormones or pesticides or shit that is put all of our food. It's all about mass production. It's not about quality. It's not about, oh, all these pesticides that you're putting on your food are now being ingested. Yeah. Like you look at an apple, the, the, the nutrition facts on an apple now versus even 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. They're much bigger. They're maybe a fourth of nutrients in them yeah. why it's none of our food filling why are, is half the food we half is generous half the food we eat processed yeah like there <laughs> is way more than that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm trying to be generous um i just no yeah nope yeah it's bad and uh the the amount of like poisonous chemicals in our food is yeah it's not good um you know what i also want to point out is um I saw something. I don't know how accurate this number is, so don't quote me. I'm not the fucking news. But um, it was like 1.2 million students did not go back to public schools. Uh, after, after Like this, yeah, this, I don't know if it's this year or last year or whatever. But, um, so I don't know if they're, they're maybe going to private, but I think a lot of them are getting homeschooled now. Yeah. 
And like, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, we used to make fun of homeschool kids because they were weird because yeah. they didn't learn social skills. When I was in the Marine Corps, my friend who was a corpsman, uh, Liz, she's up in Minnesota and she was homeschooling her daughter back then. Mm-hmm. So like that was in like 2000, maybe eight that I knew her. And I mean, her kid is, you know, like a teenager now and so capable. I mean, this girl could probably do anything you need her to do in the house, like taking care of from kitchen to like maintaining things. And like, I don't know what she's taught her about like cars or whatever, but I'm like, she's learning so much more. She's going to be such a capable adult. And like, that was kind of around the time when my eyes opened up to it. And like one of my close friends, she was homeschooled for a while. And, um, and I'm like, she's so, she's doing so well. Like she learned a lot of skills. And I always thought to myself, I was like, man, like when I first met her, I was like, this girl, like, is she one of those girls that just like acts like she knows a little bit of everything? And I was like, nah, this girl was homeschooled. She probably just read a lot yeah. and was like legitimately curious about things and learned things yeah. that actually like were interesting to her. And now she still knows these things. And I mean, they're helpful, useful things. And I'm yeah. like... You mean yeah. education isn't supposed to be a chore? <laughs> yeah. So many kids hate waking up and going to school because you're not learning things. You're not even learning to love to learn. Mm-mm. You are learning to work in a factory and work for a long time and listen to a boss and yeah, have an only office, bare, yeah. bare minimum to live. They want <clears throat> to keep you in a box. Yeah. And you are being desensitized for 12 years on how to be in a box. Yeah. And, I mean, this kind of goes, like, I think we were talking about school because, one, school just started. But, two, they're doing the bailout thing right now. Um, and uh, we don't need to get deep into that. But point being is, is like, I can't think of, unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or, that's really all I got. What else you got? What other jobs do you need to, like, actually have a degree in that field? Like, something in medical, I would say. So like healthcare or um, something where you need to like a lawyer or like, um, you know, maybe architecture so that you can have safe buildings. Um, I mean, I, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm saying those are the only like careers that you need a degree. Like, like that you need. I think you need education in most things. I don't know what you mean by degree. Like I would say, you know, engineers need a degree. I would I'm, say, I'm saying like, like there's a handful of jobs that still actually require and actually need a degree. Like, you are going to be going to school in the fall, but, like, could you or could you not learn everything online and do just a good job? Like, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I, w- know. I, would need, I would need to be taught. Yeah, but, like, you could find someone to mentor you in that field or something. I'm just saying, my, my point is, you're, you're, you're giving me the face. My point is, <laughs> is that you don't need a fucking communication degree to be a writer Oh, or yeah. a speaker. I see, I see like, you, you don't need... People are just getting a degree to get a degree. Because a college degree, a four-year degree, like... You're told that's what you need. Yeah, it's the next step in life, but like... But now a degree means nothing, and now you need a graduate degree. And when does that mean nothing? Right. Like, you can't even be considered for a job unless you have a degree or a graduate degree or 10 years experience. Well, how are you supposed to get experience if you can't get a job? Like, it's literally... Yeah. And so, like, having to pick what you want to be when you're 18... Yeah. That's why so many people just hate their fucking life because you were chose before your brain was even developed enough to know what you want, you know, what you want. 
Yeah. You, I, I, it's just so messed up. Like, I, I don't even, I'm getting passionate and I don't have words, but I, I just, yes. Yeah. I don't think the current education system is built in a way that satisfies the needs for the new generation. I think we are a more modern society and our education system hasn't changed at all to represent what we need as an evolved society or generation. Well, I mean, the young people seem to care about um, social media and they care about like being a part of like a cause or a movement because it's socially acceptable or like popular. Like that's kind of what seems to be like trendy. They don't really want to like learn and contribute to the world. Like I don't, I don't see that. Like they're contributing TikTok dances. (laughs) Well, I think so much of our world is media based now it's online because i mean if anything this last two years taught us is that (laughs) that meeting actually could have been an email you know it's like it's chose it's shown that we can do so much virtually that doesn't you don't have to be present for and i think like we're realizing now that things are switching things are changing for sure yeah i see what you're saying but at the same time it also it's like dangerous because human interaction is necessary and um when people are doing just emails, I think like the purpose of getting people in an office together is to network and communicate and bond with your team and spark creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're not, you're not doing that in an email, Mm-mm. you're working independently. It's almost like you, now you're just, you're, yeah, it's, it's like, it's forward and backward at the same time. So they need to find a way to like, yeah, still make it human. Like, <laughs> still make it human. Like that's our goal. To be yeah. human, like. That's my goal. <laughs> so moving on. The world is foobar. We're still talking about that. Um, the next thing I wanted to think, wanted to talk about in relation to that was the fact that we are all materialistic as a society right now. Like, we are all about, like, things rather than uh, experiences or anything. Yeah. Like, it's all about the newest thing, the best thing. We throw away things rather mm-hmm. than fix them. Like, we are so, like, high turnover rate when it comes to things. Yeah. I, you know, it's, um, I am in a lot of ways, but I'm also not in mm-hmm. some, like, for example, my old Noveski shirt, I haven't worn this in like four years. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to wear an old shirt today because I don't <laughs> get rid of my t-shirts ever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sentimental at all when it comes to my things. There are like four or five pieces <laughs> that I own that I'm like, man, I really have sentimental value towards this. Like, isn't sentimental. I'm just not going to get rid of it. That's what I'm saying though. <laughs> yeah. Like people place so much importance <clears throat> on things like I almost lived on a boat when I moved to when I moved to Florida. I was gonna live on a boat because I just didn't give a crap about my stuff, and it was gonna be like a cheap way of living. And I think so yeah. much now. It's like, do you have the newest iPhone? Do you have you know a huge house? Do you have like all these things? Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, I think that's like a main concern for a lot of people. And it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, it's uh... not that it's a, a bad thing per se, but I think like it's like way too much of a priority for society right now 100 i mean you can have a nice car but like do you have good relationships do you have a loving family mm-hmm. do your kids want to hang out with you it's and... all about portraying the perfect <laughs> life on social media yeah it's all about looking the part rather than yeah. actually being the part and um, that can be that can be like impossible to maintain and that can be a strain on the mental health too you said when was the last time you felt in homeostasis right like when you're constantly striving for like unobtainable things, how are you even supposed to feel like you're enough or you have enough? Yeah, it's it's again, it's like you have to find like a little happy medium because it's important to, you know, Andy Frisella talked, well, he talked a lot about it, but like when he was starting out in his business first form, 
like his goal, hey yo, was uh, I like how it's like dark now. We are in the garage, okay? Yeah. Um, his goal was to uh, he wanted a Lamborghini because he saw one when he was like nine years old. Mm -hmm. His dad was like, "If you work really hard, you can have that someday." Mm -hmm. And so, like, it, yes, it was material, but like it was motivation, motivation. Mm -hmm. and um. It was like a check mark of like, hey, I reached like this one spot, mm -hmm. but then he made new goals. Um, but I think like you have to find a way to use it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't subscribe to a lot of that stuff. Like we were talking about gym clothes the other day. We're mm -hmm. like, oh, let's not buy new gym clothes because we are. It's something that we probably could feel fine investing more money in because mm -hmm. we spend so much time there and it's important to us. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's like. Is it necessary? Yeah. I don't need like maybe maybe if I'm having like a slump and I'm like, oh, it would motivate me to go to the gym tomorrow if I had yeah. a new sports bra or something. Sure. You know, or like if you aren't a gym rat and you want to start, you want to get a couple like a new pair of shoes you, you can wear every part. day, and you want to like motivate yourself. Like it, it's exciting to like get some momentum rolling, but mm -hmm. then it, the rest is up to you. But you can't do that every friggin' time. Yeah. Um. How do you get How do you get out of that? I, so much. I think that you should place more importance on experiences and learning from things rather than obtaining the next thing. Like you said, you placed importance in like, I'm working to get a Lamborghini. Well, what do I have to do to get the Lamborghini? It's more yeah. about the process rather than totally. the end goal being a possession. Yeah. And did he actually buy a Lamborghini? Do you know he did? He, he did. got it? Yeah. He did it? Took him like 10 years. Oh, that's not very long. I'm proud of him. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come but here. considering, so going along with the material possessions, it's, I think what I meant by that is we're constantly in a superficial realm, right? We constantly just want to feel good. We are in a world of likes, clicks and likes. Mm -hmm. We want to put the best version of us out for everybody to see whether it's the real version or not. You know, like yeah. what does it matter if you have all these nice things, if you are bankrupt, you know, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Which like, a lot of people are. Like, yeah. I've heard of like people like renting cars to stand in front of them on social media. It's like insane. Mm -hmm. um, but hold on. Oh. But I think it, so. We're obsessed with reality TV. We're obsessed with lives that aren't our own. You know, we're obsessed with so many things that don't matter. And and in in that in that regard. I think we have become directionless. We don't actually have a real purpose. We only have the next desire. What's the next cool thing? What's what's the next fun we're always looking for fun and instant gratification rather than yeah. working towards something like it's it's not fun to be grueling and putting through the work to actually end with like a goal but what's fun is what's the next fun thing around us you know and you see so much of this on the internet so think like large like thanks to the internet we can it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet Dude. of things it's a constant like instant gratification and i and it's like you feed into it i mean we do it i sit there and scroll through instagram likes 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 i really like when i get likes i like people wanting to see my shit i love when people are invested in looking at me you know yeah. it's but it's like so easily to get consumed by that you know it's funny someone someone uh said this the other day about social media and i was like wow and so they were like they're like, oh, you're like, you're sad that only like 10 people liked your picture. And they're like, what if you had gotten 10 compliments from strangers in real life that day? That's a lot of people complimenting you. Yeah. And I mean, a like essentially is a compliment, like good job, whatever. 
And I'm like, that is so crazy. I'm like, I would be happy if one person complimented me. Yeah. And so it's like, when you think about it like that, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that's crazy. How, you know, you have to yeah. get like, what, like 10 times as many to like make it matter? It's yeah. stupid. Well, yeah. And it's so easy to make comments online, but why can't we do them in person? You know, like speaking even past likes, speak. Speaking past that, like so many, you talk about cyberbullying. You talk about people like asking mm -hmm. you out on online, but they see you in person and they won't say shit. You know, it's like when, like Happy. when did we hide behind a screen? You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely the last two years, but more so like just before that for sure. Yeah. Um, it's all back to that inner, you know, interpersonal relationships and developing that kind of social cues. Yeah, and you know what? The other thing too that comes that's a negative from it, especially like with work stuff, but also personal is people don't know how to talk to people anymore. Even myself, I like, I feel like I lack experience bringing up topics that could be confrontational mm -hmm. with people I'm close with Yeah, because I, I feel like I haven't necessarily done it because everything is via text or, yeah. or, um, you know, DM or I don't really email people, but it's just not done verbally. Even if it is, maybe it's on the phone and you yeah. don't have to look at them and then you can just hang up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's uh, not okay. And I don't know. Do you feel like that? Like, do you feel like certain people, like it's harder to talk to? In oh, 100%. Life? Like having to like end things with anybody, you know, like breaking up with anything, anybody, oh, yeah. whether that be like a romantic relationship or a business relationship or a job, mm -hmm. like quitting a job. Like it's, like it's so much easier to do it over text and I don't yeah. know like I know it's but like in some instances instances it may be better to do it that way you know like yeah it gives that other person time to cope with their emotions and gives them time to you know go through what they're going through and Are you then come back up with someone? I've never broken up with somebody over the phone or text but but like I can see I have been broken up with mm. over a phone call and it did give me, t it gave me time to, to process it before I had to see him in person. Like at the time I was like, oh fuck, oh, this was totally disrespectful. I mean, yeah. it's like, should have been done in person. But if you can't do something in person, but it needs to be done, I mean, the next best thing would be to A do it over call. the phone call. For sure, not text. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And like, there is a, uh, there is a point like, I agree where, um, you know, you can fully write out your thought and like say all that you want to say, like it's just the same thing as like a letter, you know, mm -hmm. like, or an email, like you can say everything that you want to get across. Whereas like, if you say something like the first sentence to someone, they're going to interrupt and they're going to be upset. And then you won't be able to like say everything, which I mean, that's human nature, but that I guess could be a, a pro you know there, from it there but, are pros and cons but sure. i um i think people that break up with people over text are a piece of shit i said it she said it i'm not like disagreeing i feel like we're camping oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no i'm not disagreeing with you i'm not saying that that is how i would prefer to be broken up with yeah, you know yeah. like definitely and that one was a long-term relationship too so it was like oh yeah. crap you know yeah. do i mean absolutely nothing to you but you know i've had time to process it now and i'm like you know what like it's all right it's all right well yeah that's hindsight yeah yeah <laughs> um what do you think about, I think this ties in a lot to social media and uh, just like life because um, 
the the phrase uh, comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the things that popped in my head when we were listening to the speaker on Sunday. Um, it's so much easier to. I mean, you people have always been uh, comparing them selves uh keeping up with the joneses right like the Mm -hmm. neighbors like you think that someone's life is so perfect like Mm -hmm. the grass is greener kind of situation and you want to have the nice car the nice wife the nice house uh the cute dog but are you really happy and like the same things that make you happy don't make me happy yeah you know um like for for an example like you said you could live on a boat like i would not want to live on a boat Mm -hmm. um and like I do have, I have uh, sentimental things like from my mom that like mm-hmm. make me happy uh, when I see them. And yeah. like not so much that I, they're not valuable, but like those, you know. So like certain things to different people make people happy. Yeah. You know, like there was a funny story about like my tiger painting. Mm-hmm. My old roommate, um, she did a really cute thing a couple Christmases ago. She, when I was at work. She had the day off. I worked a 12-hour shift. And she... I came home and she had wrapped all of the art in wrapping paper, like, presents. So cute. And mm-hmm. then hung it back on the wall. But she wrapped my mom's painting. Mm-hmm. Now, that's been in, like, my... Like, so my mom died in 2017. It's been in my uh, house since I was a child. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's been very few times where I, like, haven't seen it. And it was Christmas time. Yeah. And I... Like, I was like, Adrian, like, thank you, but, like, I need that one unwrapped, like, right now. Yeah. Like, and if I can do it, but you should probably do it. Like, like just that, that one is, that's too much. Yeah. Like, you know, but, like, the meaning of, of things. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. And I'm not saying that it's bad to have sentimental value towards things. No. Like, like at all. That's not. not what I'm wanting to say. But you said the comparison is a thief of joy yeah. and the grass is always greener, right? Yeah. Well, there's the saying that goes with that. The grass is always greener where you, you water it. it. Right. And so that stems back to your idea about purpose, you know, like, yes, you can always compare. It's, it's human nature to compare yourself to others. That's it's, you're going to do it. Like you can try not to, and you can always compare yourself, be happy for them and their progress and also be like happy with your progress. There's healthy ways to cope with comparison, but what you said, control your controllables. Well, water your own grass. Yeah. You know, like if you're, you know, if you think they're doing amazing and you want to be like that, well, what can you do to your grass to make it greener? What can you yeah. do about your lawn to make it appear as something that you want it to be? Yeah. So that's that's where I find, you know, the most solace in that. No, absolutely. I, I actually love that part of the grass is greener, mm-hmm. like, phrase. Um, because people just, they neglect their own relationships. They neglect their own family. Mm-hmm. And then they just, like... You think, you know, like people will go get a new, I hate my job, go get a new job. I hate this job too. It's like, it's not the job, dude. It's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this relationship sucks. Get a new relationship. That relationship, same problem. Like mm-hmm. it, again, it's, it's you, you are the problem. You are. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. <laughs> well, it's like, you are not working on developing yourself as a human. Yeah. You're working on finding what is easiest. It doesn't, the, the good things in life are not easy. Yeah. And like, we, how many times we've been told that? And it, like, everyone wants it quick, just like they want six minute abs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that's good. So we're, we're, we're talking about being like a constant state of like instant gratification. That's like 
stemming back to the whole the whole podcast topic today yeah. the world is foobar how to cope with stress and anxiety basically because the world is always seeking what's best we're seeking homeostasis but we haven't been in so long yeah. we've been in a constant state of stress and tension and not knowing what the fuck to do well the question that you know i was planning on asking you in this is when you're 80 years old what's going to matter to you most What's going to matter to you when you're reaching, hopefully not 80 being the end of your life, but when you're nearing the end, what's going to matter? I mean, I, when I'm 80 looking back on my life, I want to know that I put effort in and like took risks and I Mm -hmm. tried everything I wanted to try Mm -hmm. and I wasn't just like scared and that I made relationships, that I impacted people, that like mm-hmm. lives were changed because they knew me. Yeah. And so those are the kind of things that I care about. Like, I am not going to care that I had a really big house. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I got that big house because I built my dream career and I raised my family there, mm-hmm. that would be different. Like, but so those are the kind of things that, that yeah. I personally am going to care about. Yeah. So when I ask myself that, I think... What's important to me is the word legacy. Mm-hmm. Like like so much of what I strive for is, like you said, to make an impact on the world. Like what is my legacy when all of this is over? Like who did I impact? What did I impact? What did I stand for? Did people remember me in a good light? Did people think, oh man, she was a bitch? You know, like yeah. it's, it's what did I leave behind? And not saying that I want people to know my name. Like I don't give a fuck about being famous. I don't give a fuck about people right. across the world knowing who I was. Right. You know, I was literally watching Troy today and it was like Achilles went into battle for the Battle of Troy just so people would know his name. And it was arrogance and it was ego. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. My legacy, I want to mean something. I want to make an impact to the people that I came in contact with in my life. And hopefully that's a large group of people. Hopefully I impacted people in a positive way that helped them, you know, make their own legacy. Yeah. But when I'm 80 years old, nothing that I'm working for right now, like necessarily is going to matter you know like we get so frustrated in the day by day and somebody said to me one time when i was like freaking out over something small and they were like will it matter in five years will it matter in 10 years right will it i love thinking about it like that you're like oh shit. and you're like oh well (laughs) why get upset about anything ever you know (laughs) well we're jumping back to that speaker we had um we, we went and saw on Sunday, he went, he was acting like a salesman. It's seeing if you were, you know, interested in real estate investment. He would, he walked to the crowd and he asked, Hey, are you in, interested in real estate investment? And they'd be like, yes. All right. Do you want to keep talking to me about it? Yes. All right. I'm going to get your number after this. Moved on to the next person. Are you interested in real estate? No. Do you want to hear more about it? No. All right. Moved in the next person. Like you don't get caught up in the rejection. You don't get caught up in the instant gratification. You're like, how many people can I help? Mm-hmm. And not get caught up in just one person or one thing. You have so much impact. You can touch so many lives, so many things. That is what I care about. Is my legacy as did I have a fulfilling life for myself? And what did I do to help other people lead fulfilling lives? 100%. That's what I care about when I'm 80. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a adorable story of this uh, old man the other day. And... Very simply, he, uh, during World War II, saved, like, he went and saved, like, 600-something Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. And he brought them to, like, I don't know, Czechoslovakia or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he rehomed 
like 600 kids. And they like invited him to like this event and they like they had um, he had made a list of these kids names so that he could like, you know, keep track of them. And uh, they invited him all there and just to show him like they're all grown up and they've all like got families of their mm -hmm. own and are like living their life. And it's like that is like I mean, that's obviously like that man is amazing and I could only hope to be that uh, yeah. impactful, but it's like that is the kind of feeling that I want is to like, I don't necessarily need to like be uh, appreciated for it, but I want to know that, it, that I mattered yeah. in that way. Um, yeah. It's funny because like we're individuals, but like we're really, I don't, I, we're not here for us. No. Like we're not here to be just our own. This is very shitty YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If you're so, watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> just think that we're camping. Um, do you want to talk about, uh, how depressed and stuff you are? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Let's talk about Kimmy's sadness. Um, not that I was talking about how everybody's just on antidepressants and anxiety. And yeah. So you see, like, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen an increase in, you know, people constantly talking about needing antidepressants or needing therapy or needing ADHD meds or there's being so many things that are being diagnosed now. And I don't know if it's just because we've advanced in medicine or we've advanced or if there's external stressors that weren't there in the past, like like social media. Like yeah. before, I mean, you if you needed to know something, you looked in a fucking encyclopedia, mm -hmm. right? And if it wasn't in the encyclopedia, you asked the people around you. And if they yeah. didn't know, you didn't know. And you were okay just not knowing. Oh there God. was acceptance. Yeah. If No, if I think of something I don't know, I instantly Google. And if and Google if can't tell me, I am, I literally cannot handle it yeah it's frustrating <laughs> so it's like i don't know if it makes me shake I, but it I, bothers me too <laughs> oh no i can't deal with it like it's and it's like is that us evolving as a society of like needing instant gratification because th that's for me for sure like if i like i could never imagine a world without google or without a phone you know i mean like if people if you didn't want people, without it so like uh, no it, uh -uh. i it was yeah. If people wanted to get a hold of you, they can get a hold of you in some way right now. Like, if you didn't want to get a hold of, take the phone off the fucking line. And then people couldn't call you. And you could have, like, some sort of semblance of peace. You could turn your phone off. You could. But, I mean, there's a bunch of other ways to get in contact with me. And not, it's not like... Not me and my phone's off. I don't have a computer that I'm logging into. Well, I'm not, I'm not even saying it like that. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that I couldn't get myself away if I wanted to because I I could I could turn all my devices off and just be alone but I know in the back of my head all the obligations that I had yeah so I never can turn that off I can't just accept that it's true it's like the stressors of modern day world are different than they used to be and so I think yes. that we're having to deal with them in a different way depression anxiety coping that kind of thing uh, yeah I think that I think there's too much information I think that Kind of like what we started mm -hmm. talking about in this conversation is, um, you know, do you want to be uh, informed or ignorant? Mm -hmm. um, because too informed and you're stressed out and worried all the time, but like ignorant, you're totally unaware and pot, like unable to contribute and help. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's just too much. It's, it's not, we're not, like you said, we're not supposed to be. I don't think that we are evolving like the world sure is but like i don't think that it's in alignment with how we are supposed to be living 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think that we're supposed to have all that information. Like, I'm glad that thing, like we can make things better. Like, humans are amazing. We can do so many things now and help people. But also, we can use that power for evil, and many people do. Yeah. So. That's a hard, that's a, that's a question I don't have an answer for. Because I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough or knowing enough or doing enough. And I don't know if that's because of, like you said, an overwhelming massive information thrown at me all the time. Or if it's my obligation to try to handle what I can handle and recognize that I'm only one person. You know, you can't be everything to everyone. Well. But I try to. Trust me. I try. (laughs) I try. You do. You're an overachiever for sure. I don't know. That's a good question. And then it's something to think about. It's like we don't have an answer to why the world is fucked. We don't have an answer to how to make it better. But we have some good tips on how to make you feel a little bit better right now. Yeah, and the other thing that I want to say about before we move totally on from the whole uh, drug thing, like prescriptions for all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was working at the hospital, there was um, young, I'm talking early 20-year-olds that were coming in, and they were just stressed and worried, whatever, and like they're, I don't even know what their problems were, but guarantee you that like most of it was just mental and um america it's a frog mm-hmm. um and they're like getting prescribed anxiety meds mm-hmm. and it's like you haven't even like you haven't even done anything yet like yeah. what are you anxious about and so it's just it's frustrating because I, I saw it so often. I think we shouldn't push pills as much as we do right now when we should work on dealing with the because I'm not saying that as a twenty year old you don't have anxiety. I'm no. I'm twenty five. I have fucking anxiety. I that's have not, I have that's lots not what of things. We're saying at all. Yeah, no. I just mean I think we're quick to try to find a quick solution, which would be like a pill to help, right. rather than forcing therapy or forcing like teaching forcing is a rough word um but like teaching ways to deal with the anxiety or like or trying to find the stem the source of it and realizing if that's something that we can deal with rather than immediately just taking a pill i mean it goes back to education mm-hmm. we're not trained ever in, in anything in, in anything but but specifically like how to handle your emotions yeah and your feelings and like how to cope with trauma or difficult situations like we're not taught how to deal with it only the only we learn from our families yeah and our surroundings and we learn through experience and if those things are not if they're not good teachers Mm because they're learning from their fucked up parents and their situations Mm -hmm. then it's just a bad cycle and so yeah i i'm i'm so anti big pharma like prescribing shit to people Mm -hmm. You know, I've had counselors that just immediately jump on, like, antidepressants and mm-hmm. uh, antidepressants. Why did I say that weird? Um, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, how about what what skill or tool did you give me first to have me try? You didn't. You listened mm-hmm. for five minutes and you're like, here. Like. And then when does, when that, when you get more overwhelmed than that and the pills stop working, what do you do? Oh, you up your, up your dosage? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then you're just there forever. Rather than it's like if you if you give a man a fish versus teaching them to fish that yeah, story 100%. It, and it's like we just need to be better be better yeah <laughs> um, yeah it's uh Maya Angelou's quote what is it um, 
Do the best you can until you know better and then do better. Then do better. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that um, one of the things that I've told a couple people, and it seems a little harsh, but just bear with me. Um, I've told this to my kid. I've told this to like some close friends, but I tell people often when they're going through some hard shit, I, and I, I tell myself this. Mm -hmm. So to be fair, it's something I tell myself, you are not unique. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we are all individual people. There is no one else on this planet like us and nobody else can know or know exactly what we feel or think mm -hmm. or be us. So we are individuals, but we are not unique in no. the sense that we are living this human experience in a way that no one else has. Yeah. Because we all have the same types of feelings and mm -hmm. thoughts, essentially, like different combinations, different experiences, sure, but like you're not the first person to be sad. No. <laughs> you're not the per first person to get fired or to get broken up with yeah. on the phone. Like you're not the first person to lose your eyesight or yeah. get in a car accident and your whole family dies. Like people have dealt with it and they've done worse mm -hmm. and they've come out on top. Yeah. To add on to that, I think it's honestly your responsibility to deal with your shit and not take it out on other people to not do yes. it. Like recognize your traumas. But like, like you said, nobody gives a fuck about your story. Like yeah. nobody gives a fuck. Like yeah. we, we were talking about like when we're talking about like our, our story, right? We're talking about our story and this happened to me and this happened to me. Like, what are you immediately doing? You're thinking about what happened to you that's worse, Victim. right? You're like, oh, you're well, you're, you're like, well, <laughs> you know, I lost my job and my, I got in a car accident and I did all this, all this, all this, all this last year. And you're like, well, ready? Here you go. Here's what happened to me. You know, yeah. how, why, why is my baggage worse than yours? And look what I'm doing. You know, that kind of thing. It's not, it's not a big comparison party of like, who can be more fucked up, Yeah. but I feel like that's, how we that's how we yeah. do it but it's honestly like if you like you said america for sure. like you said nobody nobody gives a fuck yeah. everybody has their shit yep so it's your responsibility to deal with it and then contribute to society yeah i mean we kind of jumped all over the place on this one because we're both feeling like we're just feeling it right now we're feeling the tension in the country and in the world and i and think everybody is a hundred percent and that yeah. was part of the point of doing this was because i want people to know that like everybody feels it you're not alone. even people that you think like have their shit together like they got their shit that they're stressed about so um figure out how to control the things that you can control mm -hmm. find a way to like make that 80 year old version of you proud be of you. proud of <laughs> yeah. the life that you lived and not have regrets yeah so do you have anything else to say on that? My last thing I want to say with that is my mantra is you never regret being kind. It's what I live by. I tell myself every day you never regret being kind. You you always like if you're in the moment and you pop up on somebody like you probably you may not regret it, but you may. But what you'll never regret is keeping a cool head during that situation and being kind. And so with what we just said, recognize that everybody is dealing with their own shit. Like they always say like you don't know what baggage they're holding, so be kind. Yeah. Like just choose kindness. I yeah. think that is literally how to fix the world. I said earlier we didn't have the solution. No, I have the solution. <laughs> Just be fucking kind. Even if you don't want to. Yeah. Be kind. I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you do some hard shit today. And uh, if you're scared, do it anyway. Uh, check out our Instagram page. It is the Start to Be Great podcast. And if you have questions or topics you want us to talk about, 
DM us there. And then my personal page is uh, Murakana, A-M-U-R-I-C-A-N-N-A. My personal page is Kimmy underscore Croson. Um, we will see you next Monday at 6 a.m. Why so early? Because we're fucking sharks and sharks don't give a damn that it's Monday. <laughs>